everyone, and welcome to our episode of Interruptions. I am Latrice Ferguson from the Workplace Learning and Professional Development Team. And if this is your first time listening to our podcast, the reason why we call it Interruptions is because we feel like there is a space between the time an event happens and your reaction, right? And if you have the tools you need during that space, which we call the interruption, then typically we come out with better outcomes. So today I am so happy to welcome two of my colleagues and I'll give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. I'm Paula Skinner, and I'm also in workplace learning and professional development. And we have a incredibly super duper fantastic guest that we're yes. so honored to have her here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Well, thank you. <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm Tiffany Hughes Troutman. I serve as Director of Health Behavior and Health Initiatives here on campus. So glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Of course. So... Um, Tiffany, our podcast is very informal. We just like to have a chat um, with you. And first, before we get started, though, I wonder, Paula, you brought this concept, this this thought process to me. And you were like, Latrice, I think we should talk about X. What is it that we're going to talk about today? So today we're going to talk about radical acceptance. Mm, Radical acceptance. What's up with that? What was that face? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they can't see my face. See on the podcast. So radical acceptance is about what do you do with the things that you can't do anything about? Mm, Interesting. So why would you, why did you, why were you interested in talking about this? I never thought about it. I always thought that if something happened and you didn't like it, didn't want to accept it, you had to fight against it to Mm -hmm. try to make it change. Mm Um, and in a circle that the Resilience ERG did in December of as last year. As you plug your ERG. As I plug my mm-hmm. ERG. Yeah, Wait, now I'm going to plug Tiffany. <laughs> that Tiffany led on um, building resilience through the holidays. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was talked about, and was talked about especially in the context mm-hmm. of when you go to the family for the holidays mm-hmm. and all these different things happen and mm-hmm. they make you a little crazy. Yeah. And they brought up radical acceptance. And I thought... What are you talking about? Okay. Now, Tiffany, are you an expert on radical acceptance? I don't know if I'm an expert. I am a psychologist. Okay. So the background is I've been practicing for a long time. I've been licensed for almost 20 years, mm-hmm. primarily working with students, but I've also consulted with uh, employees and done some diversity work as well. And so as a therapist, I'm aware that radical acceptance really started in the Buddhist tradition, mm. but it's well most known amongst therapists um, as being coined from a psychologist named Marsha Linehan oh. as part of a type of therapy called DBT, mm-hmm. Dialectical Behavior yeah. Therapy. Mm-hmm. So it's one common common uh, idea that's come from that. Gotcha. So. It's interesting because we have another podcast called Radical Candor. And yes. so when she said radical, which I'm all about, radical candor, right? Yes. <laughs> as I started talking to Paula and thinking about this whole idea of radical acceptance, I'm like, eh. I'm not sure if I get if I understand or believe or can get with that. So can you tell us just at a high level, like sure. what does it really mean? Well, let's break it down. Break the term down. Okay. Radical is complete and total. Okay. Like just taking the term and breaking it down. Mm-hmm. So something complete and total. It's radical. And acceptance means you accept it. You're not fighting against it. So okay. it's total acceptance, not in a therapeutic term, mm-hmm. but it's just total acceptance. And when you think about certain situations that we've been through, maybe it was not getting the job you wanted or a, a loss or mm-hmm. a death or even being stuck in traffic. How many of us can identify with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being stuck in traffic, being late to work for a meeting and you're just sitting there 
and what do you do? And so what calls us here is the, the idea of having radical acceptance. It means you're not trying to change it. You're not trying to be judgmental about it. You're acknowledging it and you're holding the moment and you're realizing this is where I am and mm-hmm. I'm going to accept it. Okay. So this is interesting, right? So thinking about this based on our audience, people in the workplace. Yes. How do you get there? <laughs> like that's a big, complete and total mm-hmm. acceptance of my situation. Right. Okay, so yes. from a from an employee's perspective, are there tools or tactics or ways that you, I don't know, or a mantra or something that I can say to myself to like, girl, are you radically? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure. just wondering practically. That's a great question. How do you get there? Mm-hmm. The first thing I'll say is it depends on the situation for an employee. Is it okay. something at work? Is it a situation in the workplace? Is it related mm-hmm. to your career and your job that you need to, or is it something broader and bigger? Mm-hmm. You know, some life circumstances are quite profound mm-hmm. and it would cause you to be in a state in which maybe you're struggling with it. So that's the first thing I would point out. The second really has to do with a personal factor. Okay. So how do you do you, how do you accept any event? What's your personality? Mm. Right? So what's your, what how what's your openness and amenability to being able to be in a space of acceptance? How do you deal with emotions? How do you deal with change? How do you deal with sadness? How do you deal with mm various emotional states. So there's some emotional intelligence, sounds like, that needs to be there about, or self-awareness about yourself before you can even accept. Yes, it's almost like radically accepting yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my personality type, but then what am I going to, if I'm not yielding the result that I want, maybe, what's going to propel me to do something about it? One of the things that, uh, the questions that are things that Tiffany posed to us was, if you're looking at radical acceptance, and you look at the situation, first, what can you do about the situation? Is there anything you can do, or is there anything you're willing to do? Mm -hmm. And if so, do it. And then if there's not, what's your other option? Well, what I find in the workplace, though, there's a lot of times there's not much people personally are willing to do. Mm -hmm. They want someone else to do Mm -hmm. something. So it sounds like step one is just really having this willingness to maybe interrogate where I am in all of this. I would agree. It is quite personal because to your point, Paula, in a situation, you it's important to look at your locus we call and it's kind of a I don't. I don't mean to throw out psychobabble. I'm a psychologist. <laughs> your locus of control. Okay. What do you have control over and what can you do about a situation? Mm-hmm. Right. Versus what do you what can you not do? You know, what do you what's out of your control? Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone has something. You, you always have something that you can do. There's always something under your control. Yeah. What you have under your control is how you think and conceptualize about something that's happened. Mm-hmm. Right. How you consider your situation. That's an important piece of it. Yeah. Uh, your thought, your mindset and your framework is within your control, even if there's nothing situationally that you can do. You can control how you think about something. You can control your positive or negative thinking. You can control your contingencies, your coping, what you mm-hmm. plan to do. You can think things out. So there's always something that, that people, in this case, an employee would have under their control in any situation. All right. This article that we'll link in the podcast, it's it starts off talking about people assume that acceptance is akin to approval. 
And there it's saying like, if I accept what happened, then I approve of it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that's a key point. So it doesn't mean that you're happy about it or that you like it. It just means that you accept that it happened. Mm-hmm. It, and that's simply it. Yeah. You can't change the circumstance. And what happens often, Latrice, is that when things happen, individuals try to control it by thinking about it, by rethinking, by what we call ruminating over and over again, or by being mad, mm-hmm. right? Oh, if only this had happened, or I should have done that. Or and they wallow in this feeling of sorrow, and that's a big emotional component of radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, when this theory just means you're just really accepting that it happened. Yeah. You're not liking that it happened. You're not happy. You're not approving. There's no judgmental piece of it. Mm-hmm. You're simply saying it happened. It happened. And I'm sitting in the fact that it happened. And if you have an emotional response, I'm sad. Okay, I'm sad about it. But what does that mean in the future? But often when individuals don't have that radical acceptance, um, like sorrow can really continue on and on because they spent so much time thinking back or ruminating or wishing, mm-hmm. you know, it, that, it, that it had been different. It could have been different, yeah. that you should have done something differently. And that actually prolongs the process. Awesome. Polly, you were pointing that yourself. Is there something mm-hmm. you were having a reaction to? Uh, Tiffany oh, there? yeah. No, I just think I, I tend to do that. I stay in a situation um, with an unhealthy emotion longer than I should. Mm. Okay. And so okay. as after a, the circle and doing some research, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see this. And that goes back to your tie in of, you know, you have to be self-aware of what you're doing and what's going on. And then a radical acceptance can be a positive experience. Absolutely. And it, I think it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practice correctly. Yeah, this thing says fighting reality only intensifies our emotional reaction. As a manager of people, is there something that some prompters or is there something that that person can do to maybe help or... Yeah, I love that idea, bringing into a management arena, actually, because I think that you can do some coaching and and education about radical acceptance from different perspectives. That might be something you might want to, to take into your purview of your work in workforce learning and development mm-hmm. is right. How do you use this as a manager? How do you educate yourself and your team about the concepts of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about where we are now. Times of change, mm-hmm. times of transition. We're ripe for conversations about this, about mm-hmm. radically accepting uh, an organizational change or a leadership change or impending changes, yeah. the uncertainty of it. And so as a manager, you can first of all state, I know that this may be something that you didn't anticipate, or this is an event that you may perceive to be negative. But let's just first of all acknowledge that it happened mm-hmm. and sit in the fact that it is. And stop with that. Mm-hmm. It is. But then talk about what can you do? What can you do? What's within your control? You know, as a team, let me help you co- as an employee, coach you with that, mm-hmm. provide you with those options and contingencies. And second, let's talk a little bit about any emotion attached to it. Mm-hmm. And then next, what are what are the next steps? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. So from a management perspective, that would be the approach yeah, that could be used. Yeah, but I think amazing. it's an excellent idea mm-hmm. to use this specifically within the workplace context. Uh, not only from the employee, but from a management perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And just imagine if you have an employee that's already thinking about it in that mm-hmm. way, and then you have a manager who's asking these probing, prompting questions to get us further along. 
how transformative the workplace could be. How transformative. <laughs> My goodness. So I know all employees just want managers who have that emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, we, the research tells us that managers who have empathy, who are, have an understanding of some of these basic principles are just really mm-hmm. great managers. Mm-hmm. And everyone's longing for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then radical acceptance means maybe mine does not have that. But make, that's a exa- great point. Mm-hmm. Maybe mine doesn't have that. And what am I going to do? do about it? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Because it says once we accept reality, we can consider if we'd like to change it. So to me, the idea that I can consider... Mm-hmm. I mean, the radical acceptance piece is just accepting. And then I have a choice to make, right? That's right. You have a choice to make. It's interesting. This makes me think now. I was just talking to a friend of mine and my husband and I, we do date night. And she was like, oh, my God, it would be so nice. I wish my husband would do date nights with me, blah, 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 blah. TJ's so great. And I was like, girl, TJ don't plan these events. I had to accept radically that my husband is not a planner, but I want to go out. Mm -hmm. He will go anywhere and do whatever, but he's just not a planner. Uh So if I want to do it, I plan it, I accept it, we have a good time, and we go forward. Instead of sitting at home, wishing, Mm -hmm. hoping, I wish he would do, I wish he would do. So this actually makes me think about that whole acceptance piece, and then you can decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that about you can decide what to do because all of a sudden you don't feel quite so out of control mm-hmm. in a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes True. at work you feel like, you know, or, or even in personal, I have no control. I can't, I can't, I can't. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. And you get out of that. I always say I feel like I'm spinning in a vortex mm-hmm. when I get to that point. Yeah. That endless loop mm-hmm. that can just feel so self-defeating. And yeah. And difficult to be in, right? To sit in. I think, too, for me, I have to be careful that I'm not using the ability to decide if I'm going to do something as a crutch. Hmm. Meaning, for me, sometimes I'm easy, I can easily get to it is what it is. So I think I'm closer to radical acceptance mm-hmm. than I thought. Yeah. But It's not until I get very, very uncomfortable. I have to be really uncomfortable for me or it has to matter a lot to me for me to take an action. Otherwise, I'm just like, it is what it is, whatever. And it sounds like you have that Mm self-awareness that gives you cues Mm and where you are, which is really helpful. And sometimes I I work on it and (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I don't. (laughs) Awesome. All right. That's okay. Okay. Tiffany said I'm okay. So I'm good. (laughs) You're good. All right. So, Paula, as we sort of wrap up the discussion around this, any other thoughts or cues or anything else you wanted to bring up about this idea of radical acceptance? I don't know that there's anything else I want to bring up. I just wanted to get the idea out there Mm -hmm. because to me it it was so radical when they brought it up, something I'd never thought of before. Mm -hmm. And like I said, something that at first thought radical acceptance kind of made me feel like, well, I have no control. Mm. You know, I've just got to accept this and move on. Well, yeah, when you brought it to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, well, what if I don't What exactly. if I don't agree with what it is you're saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm just supposed to radically accept that? I don't buy that. But now that I've you've explained it and we've talked about exactly. it, I totally get it. it. It's actually um, along the lines of, you know, I love fixed and growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and that was very mm-hmm. eye-opening to me. And this was about yes. the same as, wait a minute, a I have a choice. Mm-hmm. You do. And I can recognize I have a choice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So, Dr. Tiffany, what else yes. would you like to, anything else, you parting words, anything you'd like to leave us with? Well, I, I thank you for the opportunity, you know, always being able to spread messages that empower employees to think about their repertoire skills and strengths is really important. But I think finally, I would just say that the concept really relates also to mindfulness, which is something mm-hmm. that's also an important practice that all, you know, that the resilience ERG is promoting mm-hmm. as well as many of us as well. Mm-hmm. And that really has a lot to do with being in the moment and being present. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to radically accept forces you to be mindful in the moment. Again, not to change it, not to judge it, not to rehearse it, not to approve it, but just to experience that and be there. And, and that mindfulness piece of it is associated with higher uh, quality satisfaction mm-hmm. of life and greater well-being as mm-hmm. well. So I think that my bottom line message is when you radically accept, you will help yourself uh, along your journey to more optimal well-being. Nice. I like it. So the next time we have a cue, our interruption is going to be to sit and accept radically where we are and then decide what we want to do next. There you go. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Dr. Tiffany. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You have just been interrupted.